Welcome to the Fraudian Slip, the Identity Theft Resource Center's podcast where we talk about all things identity compromise, crime, and fraud that impact people and businesses. I'm James Lee, the COO of the ITRC, and this month we're going to take a look at one of the most powerful weapons we have in the fight against identity crimes that is also one of the most underutilized tools in our arsenal. I'm talking about credit freezes. Way back in 2002, California passed the first state law requiring the three primary credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, to allow consumers to freeze access to their credit reports so no one could open a new account without the person's knowledge or permission. Eventually, all states adopted credit freeze laws. In the beginning, there were fees attached to freezing, thawing, then refreezing your credit, and it took several days. In fact, 20% of Americans spent an estimated $1.4 billion on credit freezes in 2018. That was before Congress stepped in to require the credit bureaus to make freezing and thawing your credit free of charge. Today, what once took days now takes minutes and no fees are involved. Yet, more than two-thirds of American consumers do not take advantage of this tool to keep their credit and identity information safe and secure according to new ITRC research. So why is that? Well, helping us to explore the conundrum of credit freezes is the ITRC CEO, Eva Velasquez, and Tom O'Malley, a former federal prosecutor who has taken his experience as a victim of identity theft and turned it into Frozen Pie, a service devoted to make it easy to protect yourself with a credit freeze. So thanks to both of you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Jim. Happy to be here, James. Well, yeah, I mentioned there, Tom, that you are a victim of identity theft. Now, that's that's something that a lot of people have a personal experience with, but we don't always hear about it from people who are, you know, in 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 positions of prominence. You were a federal prosecutor, and yet you were a victim of identity crime. So tell tell us about that, and 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 tell us how that how that affected you to the point where you came up with this idea of frozen pie. So I was at a privacy law scholars conference, and uh, ironically, <laughs> it was at that event where I learned over the news, not from the government, that I was the victim of a data breach of the Office of Personnel Management, OPM. And um, what had been taken was my top secret clearance. So it wasn't just your basic information. It, to, to get that sort of clearance... Um, those records contained every place I lived and every place I worked from high school to the time of, you know, my hiring, and then we're re-upped every five years uh, on a background check. So we were given the typical, hey, we're going to monitor your credit, and we're going to do it free for five years, and then they passed legislation, we're going to do it free for 10 years. But, you know, as I researched it, I found that credit monitoring is really just like having a burglar alarm in your house and not locking the doors. And all that happens is when somebody comes in and steals your stuff, in this case, your personal identifiable information, um, they've got it. It's in the wild. can't get it back. And uh, it just repeat, it will happen repeatedly. So um, that's when I started investigating the credit freezes. Like you say, they started with California in about 2002 or 2003, by 2007, all states except I think it was Minnesota had passed similar laws. And um, the CRAs, the credit reporting agencies, the big three, 
Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion then allowed people to, um, even in Minnesota, to freeze it. But there was a cost associated with it. And the reason why there were costs in various states was because they were always lobbying against credit freezes. And they wanted to be reimbursed so they could earn money, since they're not earning money and doling out your credit report to any uh, lender who wants it, $10 to freeze it, up to $10 to unfreeze it, and up to $10 to refreeze it. So it was pretty expensive. But luckily in North Carolina, all that stuff was free by state law. So uh, I basically started Frozen Pie and built my own website, watching YouTube videos for my <laughs> friends and family because they kept on saying, what do I do? <laughs> I got tired of you know, repeating myself. So I, that's when I first built Frozen Pie. Uh, and then when the Equifax data breach happened, uh, Congress, which had ignored credit freezes nationwide for years, really had no more excuse not to make it mandatory and not to make it free. So as of September 2018, a law had been enacted and, and is effective nationwide to freeze your credit reports, unfreeze it, all for free. And the same with your children, although there's a built-in friction to do that for your dependents. Uh, but that's when I, soon before I retired, I said, well, I can now expand Frozen Pie to everybody because it's free, there's no cost, and by all accounts, it's the most effective way to protect your financial identity. Yeah, Eva, that, that point that Tom just made, it's the most effective way. So, yeah, we obviously at the ITRC uh, interact with people all the time who have either had their identities compromised or they're trying to prevent it. And we always tell them uh, that you should freeze your credit. Why, why, why is it important that someone freezes their credit? Well, I think what people need to understand is it's not a silver bullet and it doesn't stop every type of identity theft, but boy, it sure does have a big footprint and it can stop someone from opening new lines of credit in your name. And that's a big deal. I mean, that up until last year, financial identity theft had been the number one type of identity theft for several years. Now, government surpassed it. The unfortunate reality is we don't have a similar process for government identity theft. We're working on that. But it can just, it can have this huge impact. And I think that consumer attitudes about it are a little bit antiquated because they, they think that it is still incredibly cumbersome. Now, to Tom's point about creating frozen pie, it still is cumbersome. But it's not like it was back in, in 2003 when they first started doing it. And there's no cost associated with it. I'm, I am always surprised at when I tell people it's free. It's free for you and your kids. How many people didn't know that, even though we've been talking about it since 2018? And it, again, it's just one of the most robust steps that you can take. And it has the biggest bang for its buck. But I think people are still... They're, they're still kind of scared about how's it going to affect my life in other ways. And they don't understand really how it works. And so that's why we keep talking about it. That's why we're having this podcast. Let's tell you how it works and how important it is. And Tom, thankfully, is going to make it even easier for people. 
Well, let's just get into it, Tom. You 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 have made it easy. What if what exactly, Tom? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> after conducting a lot of research and um, trying to get through the maze of affecting a credit freeze before it was made free nationwide, I found that if you went to the big three CRAs, and it's an oligopoly, right? It's these three credit reporting agencies that are responsible and maintain the records on over 200 million Americans. And uh, if you went right to their websites, it was a maze to try to find out that you could protect your credit for free with a credit freeze. Uh, That's changed a little bit in part because of the national law. So there are now pages on those websites where you can go ahead and uh, correct your credit reports and freeze your credit reports. But, you still have to go through a maze. It's not going to be the first thing you see if you were to go directly to the company's main site. And the reason is because they want to make money off of you, um, off of your credit report. So that maze tries to get you to buy their fee-based credit monitoring services or to download their app for a lock, which is not a freeze. It's the same thing, but in exchange for the ease of locking your credit with their app, you have to give up more data to them. And then they can use that data in the, in the industry sectors where they're not regulated. So they're regulated on credit reports on the fair credit reporting act and also FACTA and, but they're not regulated as a data broker. So instead of paying them money, if you want to lock, you're paying them with data. So what I did was I found the actual page in the, each of these uh, websites where you just go right to the freeze. And there's also an 800 number because the law requires uh, that you be able to affect the freeze by telephone. And there are people who are not comfortable with computers, particularly older people. And so there is a voice activated system that allows you to freeze. So frozen pie, basically, instead of you looking all over the web, with a Federal Trade Commission or Googling all this stuff, Frozen Pie is the gateway for you to collect, correct, and freeze your credit reports. Because there's a different website where you get your free credit report. By law, it's every year. But since the pandemic with all the fraud, the big three CRAs have decided to let you get your reports once a week. So you can constantly check your report probably every month is sufficient i don't know if you need to do it any week but if you ever see anything suspicious right you can go ahead and get that report for free and see what's dragging down your credit score because whenever anybody uses your information and it either is filed in your credit report because it was somebody posing as you or if it's a synthetic identity a fake person tied to your social security number and it ends up in there. All that bad credit information drags down your credit score and it will cost you more money to get a loan, whether it's a car, a house, personal loan, credit cards. And it may even get to the point where it's so bad that you're denied the loan. So basically frozen pie, that's all you have to need. That's all you need to remember Frozenpie.org. So right now, .org is the beta site. Everything works. I encourage people to go use it. And uh, basically, 
I think in about a month, working with the Identity Theft Resource Center, which has been a pleasure, James and Eva, uh, we're going to go ahead and expand other things that you can lock for your identity. And there's going to be government IDs. So that'll be added. And eventually, frozenpie.org will be full featured on frozenpie.com in October. I'm very thankful that you created this. And you were talking about folks that would just simply prefer to use a phone, maybe seniors. But there are some, you know, populations out there who that's their lifeline. So when I when I think about uh, the blind and low vision population, they really need access. They don't have the same capacity as a sighted person to, to your point, to start searching, digging through a website to find the right place to go. And so having this available to them, I think, is just a, a huge step in the right direction as far as accessibility is concerned. So um, that's just I think that's just another great reason why I'm so glad you took the time to simplify this process for people and why it's so important. The ITRC has done some research into you know, a, a variety of, of identity topics, and we're going to be releasing that over the next several months, but I want to talk about one of the, one of the findings um, uh, today, and that's, that's around why people do or don't freeze their credit. And, and Tom, you, you were talking about how important it is to, to check your credit report just so you can see how your credit score is being impacted. Well, one of the things that our research shows is that there's about 8% of people who don't freeze their credit because they think it will negatively impact their credit if they freeze it and thought and freeze and thought. But that's not true, is it? It doesn't have an impact on your credit score. No, that's a, that's a myth that it flows from the fact that in the early days, the credit reporting agencies tried to dissuade people through marketing from getting a freeze. And so that sort of developed in a number of marketing messages and somehow it grew into what people believe is a fact when when it's not a fact. It does not affect your credit score whatsoever. I mean, in fact, it actually improves your credit score because if nobody can use your credit report to get credit in your name, or a version of you through a synthetic identity, um, then you're going to have a clean credit report. There's a very interesting number in here that round numbers, 30% of people say they know uh, what a credit freeze is and that they have at one time or another, they've actually initiated a credit freeze. Now, that tells me that the flip side of that is also true, which means 70% of people have, have no idea what it is or they've never initiated a credit freeze. So, you know, how, how, why do you think that is? I'm, I put this to both of you. Why do you think it is that after so many years, so 2002 to now is 20 years almost, why is it still a struggle to get people to take that very basic step to protect themselves. Why do we have all these weight loss programs, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, we need to be a healthier America, and, and quite frankly, I need to do that. And if you look at all these plans, people know they should get healthier, but they don't typically until something happens, like maybe a heart attack or and you, you finally follow your doctor's advice. 
I think it's the same way with credit freezes. People don't want to educate themselves or do something uh, until they have to. And typically when they have to, is too late. They've been notified of a breach and their identity has been used and their score goes down and they're denied a loan or maybe a landlord denies their application to rent because there's false information in their credit report. So people don't do things typically preventative um, until something bad happens. And that's across a broad spectrum of people because I've actually spoken to people in the financial industry who don't even know what a credit freeze is. So uh, the question is, how do we get the message out to people? Like if you do this, when there's another data breach, you're not going to have to sweat it because in all likelihood, your information won't be easily used by criminal. And because if they encounter any kind of a roadblock, they just use another identity. So as a person, you don't need to protect yourself 100%, but you need to protect yourself enough so that it's kind of like running away from the bear. You just need to run faster than the other person when it comes to protecting your financial identity. <laughs> that's a that's a great analogy. I don't have to be fast. I just have to be faster than you. Okay, <laughs> uh, Eva. Eva, what's your take on that on this on this issue? Yeah, well, similar to Tom's, it's about not being the low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> they, the thieves would much rather go to someone who has absolutely no no protections in place and isn't paying attention. And I think that is part of the problem. Um, I am not going to at, at all blame folks for not digging into this issue and not building a greater understanding. They're busy. And I think the misconception of how your credit and your credit report and frankly, the data that is all collected about you has an impact on all aspects of your life is something that we need to work on. We as advocates need to work on that because when I talk to folks, you know, they're going, I, I don't really know what it is, but it's not important to me. It doesn't, that doesn't matter to me. That's for other people. And when I kind of break it down and go, it's not just about fraud and identity theft protection. You know, here are the other ways that this data about you uh, is being used and leveraged and just understanding that this isn't for other people. And this isn't something where you have to become an advocate or an expert. You can learn the simple uh, facts and the, the simple process and just, I'll close with the same statement I opened with and just not be the low hanging fruit. There's one other aspect of this I want to, I want to get to and then before we wrap up and that is child credit freezes. You know, this same survey work we've done shows that you know, around numbers, 40% of people are aware of it, but a lot of people, 60%, that's a majority, aren't aware that you can freeze your child's credit or that it's important to do that. So Tom, we'll start with you. You know, what's your take on, on child credit freezes? So there've been a number of studies regarding that, and there have been a number of children <clears throat> whose credit has been impacted when there should be no credit report whatsoever. Um, a lot of it now stems from synthetic identity fraud. So that's where there's fake people created. And the way they do that is get a social security number and they can buy all sorts of numbers or even manufacture a number. 
because at one time, social security numbers were not entirely anonymized. Uh, They typically, before 2011, you could predict the last four digits or scan the last four digits because the first five digits uh, reflected the year and the location in the country um, when it was issued, typically when people were born. Um, And when they found that you could predict the last four numbers and actually predict social security numbers through people putting information on social media, the Social Security Administration went ahead and randomized it. It made it difficult for criminals to then use that way to, you know, take over somebody's identity. But at the same time, it gave, um, prevented companies from being able to figure out who were criminals with the numbers that they knew had been issued, at least as the first five digits. So that's created synthetic identity fraud, which sometimes hits consumers if that fake identity ends up in their police report or in their, in their credit report. But, um, it's hitting banks big time. So the best way, and, and particularly if a child's name is associated with their social security number, if this happens over the course of, depending when it happens, if the child is, you know, an infant, three years old, six years old, 10 years old, whatever, there's going to be this horrible credit report uh, that is not, you know, your child's credit report. And when it comes time for them to get a card when they go off to school or start working after college or after high school, um, they'll be denied loans because of this bad credit report. So it would be, I think, a responsible parent should take the effort to protect their children's financial identity just as they protect their, you know, their physical safety. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as it is for the adults. Um, Credit reporting agencies don't like to do it. They don't want to do it, and so they add friction. So typically, um, unless one of them, I, it's been a while since I checked them, uh, unless there's a way to upload it, you have to send the physical documents to them, and you have to do so, you know, a signature required to make sure you get it and doesn't get intercepted. But um, if there's a credit report already, which is fraudulent, that'll be noted and a new credit report will be created for the child. If there is no credit report, it won't be created. It'll be frozen until they become adults. So, um, you know, my recommendation is that that you do that, that you make the effort, no matter how much friction the credit reporting agencies put up to you, just do it. Well, here, here, I, I couldn't say it better myself, and I will just give parents... Um, some grace here and say, I get it. I get that there's a lot that goes into parenting and raising children. Um, but just as we are making sure that they are physically safe, you know, we teach them how to cross the street. We, you know, have them hold our hands. We teach them all of these other ways to stay safe. We have to really look at um, cyber safety and their identity credentials as, as part of parenting. In the, in the world today. And this is a great way to alleviate some of that monitoring because we have to do so much monitoring with our kids, especially things when they're, when they're online. Um, and it, that takes an awful lot of effort. So the effort spent in jumping through the hoops, 
that are required to freeze your child's credit is effort well spent. I also tell parents, please remember that you've frozen it and make sure that you are keeping track of the, the pins and the information that's necessary to thought, even as things change, uh, you know, custodial parents, that sometimes changes. I mean, that those are that's just part of life. But but make sure once you've done it, that you are re retaining that information and that it's accessible for when you need to thaw it, particularly when the child comes of age and they're going to be looking to build their own credit or get student loans and the like. To sort of wrap things up, you know, the, the ITRC is about to launch a new website. And we're going to offer some new informational resources. We're going to, to make it easier for victims and people who want to just protect themselves to interact with us and our, our advisors. One of those things is a partnership with Frozen Pie. So embedded in our new website will be where you can come to the ITRC and then you can interact directly with Frozen Pie to easily freeze uh, your credit. Tom, that's an acknowledgement that what you have created is going to be very helpful for consumers. Well, and I appreciate the partnership. The more people we can educate and take the step to freeze their credit, there's one less victim. And trust me, um, you know, Frozen Pie offering the gateway for people to get started. You know, the best I can do is bring you up to the gateway, to the gates of these credit reporting agencies to do this. And they have their own rules. You're still going to have to you know, prove you are who you say you are, but it's really worth it because the relatively small amount of time to do that with each of the credit reporting agencies pales in comparison to what you're going to have to go through if and when somebody gets a new credit account, mortgage account, or car loan in your name because you didn't reach in that toolbox there and take a free tool to protect yourself and your family. Well, I think one of the best endorsements that I can give right now is one of our staff members who had not frozen their credit uh, previously went to Frozen Pie, and you, you, you should put this on their website because her her exact quote was, "It was so easy." <laughs> it's great to hear. Yeah. I, you know, that's that was been my goal, and I also want to thank my web designer for helping us uh, make it easy for people. Um, I mean, that was my job as a prosecutor, take really complex matters and make it simple for the jury to understand. And I think, you know, we've been able to do that with frozen pie. Eva, I'm going to give you the last word. I just want to say, I'm not sure that we focused enough on this word free today. And I want to make sure that our listeners understand and make it very clear that the credit freezing process, it is free from the bureaus, but Tom has gone this extra step and created this tool that is also completely free. So, you know, I am always so moved and so appreciative when folks decide to become advocates. I mean, Tom, you've always been an advocate. You know, you've brought these cases on behalf of the people and uh, kept people safe. But even in your retirement, you're, you're not stopping and you're saying, I want to create these free tools for people. So by all means, there's no, there's no reason. Finances are not the reason. These are free tools that you can use. So I hope people take advantage of them. Eva, Tom, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for listening. You can learn more about how to protect your personal privacy as well as get help if you have been the victim of an identity crime by visiting the ITRC's website 
at idtheftcenter.org. You can freeze your credit by visiting frozenpi.org. That's frozenpii.org. And beginning in late October, you'll be able to access Frozen Pi directly through the ITRC website. Be sure to join us next week for our weekly Breach Breakdown podcast and next month for another episode of The Freudian Slip. Thanks for listening.